You're traveling through another dimension. A dimension comprised of knowledge, opinions, and entertainment. A journey on a virtual information highway into a wondrous land whose boundaries are more distant than the outer reaches of the Twitter sphere. Your next stop, the Trend Zone. Hello, and welcome to the Trend Zone. Dave here with Casey. We're the football dudes, and Casey, are you there, sir? Yes, my friend, I am present. All right, you've just crossed over into the trend zone. In today's episode, we will talk about the coaching carousel starting to spin. Our survivor picks, fantasy go-backs, and of course, we'll preview some of the biggest games coming up in week 14 of the NFL. But Casey, get things started with a tasty nug for the people. Dude, we love it. It's the parody. We see it week to week. The games aren't over until they're over. They're so close, and they can go either way. And right now, dude, 26 teams out of 32 remain in contention for a trip to Super Bowl 54, Dave. If the Ravens, Pats, and Seahawks win, they're in the playoffs this weekend. But we've got to pour a little out for our homies down there in Miami. They got them, the Bengals. The uh, Lions, the Cardinals, the Falcons. Wow, it's bad to be a a bird or a kitty cat. (laughs) And the Giants are the only teams dead. Dave, even the lowly skins still have an outside shot at making it to the Super Bowl. But we know that's crazy talk. (laughs) That's a long shot, Casey. Really (laughs) long at three and nine. (laughs) Hey, until you're dead, baby, though. You know, chip in the chair. (laughs) All right, Casey. uh, Let's get it going with some... Uh, some of the trending stories here in the NFL. The main story that hit hit the news uh, today is that Ron Rivera of the Carolina Panthers, head coach, has been there for, I, I want to say, eight years or so and has had some pretty good success. He has been fired by a uh, relatively new owner there, David Tepper. Yeah, dude, um, coming off a brutal season, I think it was eight straight losses last year or something, six to eight to end the season. Yeah. And this year, I'm just not really going the way they wanted, even getting a uh, uh, Kyle Allen, you know, firing in there for uh, mm-hmm. Cam Newton, but just not where they wanted to be. And I think last week that loss to Washington really did them in yeah. uh, the way they, they blew a big lead there. But, you know, if you're going to pull the uh, eject cord there, you might as well do it and let everybody know, hey, we got a vacancy here that lets you get started and also gives a word out to your players like, hey, nobody is guaranteed to come back except Christian McCaffrey. Other than that, baby, <laughs> all jobs are open. So you better, you know, see how they respond this last few weeks yeah. of the season to find out if those Panthers players are going to be there moving forward. But they got a pretty good bloodline and some um, coordinators with head coach experience going to go ahead and try to write this ship to finish the season. Yeah, they got uh, defensive backs coach Perry Fuel now. He's going to be the inter- interim head coach. And then Norv Turner elevates to special assistant to the head coach while Scott Turner, his son, moves uh, from uh, quarterback coach to the offensive coordinator position so uh, who knows if that means they have a shot at the uh, at the actual job down the road or if they're just holding that uh, that seat warm in the interim you know I kind of agree with you Casey at first I was like you know why make this this firing right now you just give the Rivera the respect of letting him finish the season but also if if uh, Tepper wants to start looking for a guy he doesn't want to do that in secrecy and be behind somebody's yeah. back he's just out there out in front and saying look this is my team I'm calling the shots here uh, I'm letting everybody know that there's change coming uh, and that change that change could in fact include uh, Cam Newton like you mentioned Allen played pretty well at quarterback for them Cam Newton with the 19 million dollar cap uh, number next year and a new coach coming in 
uh, and maybe they're saying some some uh, some help there in the GM category. So there might be uh, a whole uh, slew of changes here, and Cam Newton might be uh, looking for a job at the end of the season too. Dude, that's the NFL, bro. Four years ago, these guys were in the Super Bowl, and now they're out on the street. Yep. And uh, um, you might see a, a little lightning bolt on the side of Cam's helmet next year, dude. Just saying. <laughs> or C for the Chicago Bears there now. Come on now. <laughs> Fire troops. Dave, speaking of those Carolina Panthers, let's talk about these uh, three-strike pool. Yeah, how about those Panthers? Um, I felt like firing Rivera and the entire team <laughs> at the end of Sunday's game as they dropped that uh, loss to the to the to the Redskins. I'm sure a lot of people did too because it was more than 54 wow. uh, percent of the people that uh, took that uh, the Carolina Panthers and they went down with them. That was my last strike, so uh, I'm officially eliminated from the three strikes pool. A couple people came with me along the way. I think we're down to just about four people left uh, in our. Uh, pool there so uh, pretty devastating loss with the Panthers uh, going down to the Redskins wow yeah dude I've lost interest in this about eight weeks ago so a <laughs> <laughs> big deal for me but uh, the most popular correct pick last week was the pack over the Giants mm -hmm. most in, uh, correct uh, incorrect popular pick was Panthers as we just mentioned and moving forward if you still haven't used the Packers um, you can use them against the skins next week all right, Casey, fantasy go-backs. This is what the people tune in to, to hear. And, and this was a showcase showdown as it was your foul boys against my lightning strikes. Uh, my team was just freshly out of 12th position and into 11th position heading into this week, feeling pretty confident. I made a couple of coaching errors, though. Yeah, well, dude, I'm looking at the Week 13 recap here at the NFL.com, and it says, Foul Boys humiliates lightning strikes. Times <laughs> into eight. Okay, those are, harsh, those are harsh words. I do not appreciate those words. A couple of small changes, and I end up with the victory. All I needed to do was bench Nick Foles with his negative 1.98 and just put nobody in at quarterback. And then if I'd have played Peyton Barber instead of Le'Veon Bell, that would have gained me nearly 12 points. Putting in Alshon Jeffrey instead of Marvin Jones would have gotten me almost 10 more points. And then Jack Doyle instead of George Kittles would have netted me nearly 12 more points for a grand total of 35.28 points. I would have beaten you, Casey, by well over one point. Damn, dude, if you'd only you know seen those uh, moves ahead of time, it yeah. would have been right there. You know what? And I did coast here, but my other league, I ended up going down. I had Dalvin Cook, Tyler Lockett, and Russell Wilson. I just had to beat one Chris Carson. And it looked like Carson was leaving that game with an injury. And I was like, I don't want him to be hurt, but he no, just doesn't but... have to come back. He came back, and it was Dalvin Cook that left the game after a fumble. So Ouch. I ended up losing by five points. So I'm out of the playoffs in both my leagues. It's been a long time since it's been that way. And uh, I'm feeling pretty crappy about it, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, there's the consolation pool, Casey. I've got my eyes set on winning that puppy. Coming That's out right. I got a bye week going into this one. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to have a bye week. <laughs> Not after last week's performance. <laughs> All right, Casey. Uh, to, to save us from this fantasy doldrums, we have actual week 14 NFL action. And the playoff pictures uh, super heating up right now. So many big, big games. We're going to handful uh, get through a handful of them right now. Um, and this first one obviously is a doozy both these teams coming off of a thanksgiving day feast well not so much for uh, <laughs> both of these teams but coming off the thanksgiving day game and they're getting a thursday matchup here going into thursday net football it's your dallas cowboys 
are going to Chicago to play the Bears. Both these teams coming in at 6-6, six and six, I believe, and the Cowboys on the road favored by three. Yeah, dude, three weeks ago, I just said, no problem, we got this. Now, man, I'm sweating this game. I'm not sure we're going to win because we've lost six of our past nine games. Damn. And in those six losses, it's only scored seven touchdowns on 18 red zone trips, dude. We've talked about that a lot, and it's uh, an ugly trend that keeps happening with these Cowboys um, against the Bills and the Patriots, two for six on trips inside the 20, dude. That's just not going to get it done against the better teams. Yeah. Um, it's weird. You, this is the number one offense in the NFL. Yeah, only nine touchdowns on the past 42 possessions over four games, dude. Damn. And almost half of those were against the Lions. So I don't know where the offense has gone in Dallas. But what I do know is happening is they are turning the ball over. And Dak has just got to get better with it, dude. Mm-hmm. Two more turnovers against the Bills. And this Cowboys defense, dude, no takeaways in the past four games. Well, we've turned the ball over five times dude so i'm no math wizard but that puts me at a, a negative five in the Ouch. turnover ratio yeah and you can go ahead and make that six if you want to count that blocked punt by the patriots so dallas not doing a good job taking care of the ball not doing a good job in the red zone and when they're outside the red zone they want to kick a field goal dave that's not going Don't good for them it. either <laughs> brett maher dude one to four on field goals from 40 to 49 yards and he's just six out of his last 10 in the past four games. And guess what? We've lost three of those games. So they're all tight games, and we're losing by less than a three a lot of times. So mm-hmm. um, they brought in some kickers to take a look at this week, but nothing's been made on the short week. Maybe after this Bears game, they might do a switch there. The silver lining is this is the boys' fifth and last game over the last 25 days. And to me, they look like a tired squad. At least they're going to have 10 days off before they host the Rams. And then it's off to Philly for what most likely will be how the East is won. Yep. Cowboys on worst enemy right now. They tighten it up. They can be right there. So much talent on this underachieving team. We'll see what happens on Thursday night. Well, obviously, Casey going against this Bears team, um, and I'm I'm sitting here wondering, how, you know, how the Bears are in the same with the same record as the Cowboys. Honestly, considering this Bears offense compared to that offense you just talked about for the Cowboys, um, the Bears offense is not good. Uh, even after coming off of last year, swagging, nagging, troops with the everything going the direction they were going, uh, they are just not getting it done. 29th in yards, 27th in points. They're not good at passing it. They're not good at running it. And on third down, they're not good either. This is not a very good offense at <laughs> Making all. Making me feel better about the game, Dave. Right. So the only the only thing I mean, and I, I really there's it's hard, it's been doldrums for this team. I mean, they've really really struggled. But Mitchell Trubisky last week. Uh, Really got it going, though. 338 yards and three touchdowns for the 118.1 passer rating. That was probably his best game all season. Maybe they're they're kind of got it pointed in the right direction. David Montgomery uh, had a decent game last week as well. But when you're when you're leaning on a running game that's averaging three and a half yards a carry, that's not that good. You know, on the, on the positive last week, Allen Robinson and Anthony Miller, both with big games, about 175, 180 yards between them receiving. So uh, they were on the receiving end of those Trubisky passes when they really kind of got it going last week um, and got the W there um, on Thanksgiving at Detroit, which is a pretty, you know, it's an impressive win for them. Um, defensively, uh, this is a pretty good defense. 
They're top 10 in all the major categories. They're seventh in overall yards and four, fourth in points given up. So it's going to be, you know, strength on strength with the Cowboys offense against this Bears defense. They're giving up just over 17 points a game uh, defensively. Khalil Mack is not the monster that he was when he first joined this team. He is leading the team with six and a half sacks, which is strong. Uh, and and Ro- Roquan Smith, that linebacker, uh, you know, there's some talent on this defense. There's no question. They're just not quite as dominant as they were last year. Hey, real quick, before we move forward, just want to let all the listeners know, Christmas season, holidays are right there. If you are going to buy stuff on Amazon.com, which is a great, easy way to do shopping, before you do that, head on over to thefootballdudes.com and click on our Amazon link. It will not cost you anything. It might make us a couple of bucks. Yeah. And uh, that's good. I think that's good for everybody. (laughs) It's a win. All right. Speaking of a win-win, we got a great game coming up, dude. San Francisco 49ers at the New Orleans Saints, and the Saints are three-point favorites at home. Ooh, okay, man, you said it. Both these teams coming in at 10-2, and two, uh, leading the NFC right now. Uh, San Francisco is good on both sides of the football offensively, sixth in yards, second in rushing, so they're really uh, a strong running team, and second in points at just over 29 points a game. They're also really strong at, o- uh, at over 45% um, on third down, so one of the better third down teams in the league. Jimmy Garoppolo uh, coming off. A really nice game last week where his quarterback rating was 110.2. His, he's not lighting, lighting it up like really in terms of statistics, but efficiency, he is doing a strong job. His quarterback rating for the season is 101.2. So a real real nice, efficient play there. And it's playing to the strengths of this team, which is they're a great running team. And um, obviously they've they've had uh, the primary guy, Brita, banged up lately. And uh, it's been Tevin Coleman lit it up a couple of weeks ago. Well, he was uh, practically non-existent last week as the hot hand was Mostert, had 154 yards from scrimmage oh. running the football. And he was just running over um, the the uh, the Ravens last week, and that, that was a pretty impressive performance there. Um, George Kittle, not quite as dominant as he was last year, but still has that kind of uh, dominating you know potential. And then they brought in Emmanuel Sanders a handful of weeks back. He's kind of added to that uh, the depth there at that receiving position, where Debo Samuel is, has also come along a little bit. But on the defensive side. Um, this team is number one in yards and number one in passing, and they're second in points. So this is a really impressive group. They're giving up just over 15 points a game, and they're the second-best third-down defense in the league. So they're getting teams off the field, and it's a strong uh, defensive front, really, with all those high draft picks at uh on the on the defensive line, Eric Armstead leading the team with ten uh, sacks on the season. And then Nick Bosa, he's a, just a disruptive player, and he's obviously uh, really made an impact uh, on this San Francisco defense. And then uh, Richard Sherman, sort of left for dead by the the Legion of Boom with that torn um, Achilles a couple of years back. He's really reinvented himself here, and he's that savvy leader on the backside, and he's playing some good football for these guys. So um, this 49ers team came up just a hair short. Uh, against Baltimore last week, but they played great football, and now they're heading into uh, New Orleans to play on the Saints team. It's going to be a lot of fun, man. 
Dude, what do you think the over-under on how many times they show Robert Sala on the sideline there, the defensive <laughs> coordinator for the 49ers? Jeez. Love the camera loves him, Casey. Oh, my God, dude. It's <laughs> all the time. Sick of seeing that cat. But he's earned it. You know, they are right. balling out. But you know who else is balling out, dude? These New Orleans Saints, 9-1 and one in their last 10. And it's weird to think of these Saints as a defensive team, but that's what they are, bro. 40 sacks. And a plus 11 turnover ratio. They're led by Cam Jordan, who just was awesome on Thanksgiving. Had a pass defended, four quarterback hits, four tackles for loss, six tackles, and sacked uh, Matty Ice four times. Dude, this guy was unstoppable in that division clinching win against those Falcons. But we talked about this guy in three and out earlier in the week, Taysom Hill, dude, the Swiss Army knife. He wow. caught a TD, he ran one. This guy does a little bit of everything for these saints so you know drew Brees is doing his drew Brees thing he's sneaking up on uh, uh peyton manning there michael thomas rewriting the record books out Al, uh kamara alvin kamara not the year that they thought they'd have mm -hmm. but it is still a nice one-two punch with him and murray there but dude this two excruciating losses in the playoffs for this saints team tell you what dude these guys are focused and this team has all the tools to make a super bowl run the loser isn't dead in this one but it is still a playoff game with major postseason implications man i hope this one lives up to the hype because this looks like it's going to be a great game speaking of great games casey it is the baltimore ravens at the Buffalo Bills. So this Ooh. is an AFC showdown here between two of the top teams in the AFC. Baltimore on the road is favored by five and a half in this one, man. Wow, Baltimore coming off a pretty um, sweet win yeah. last week against the Niners. And you mentioned uh, Lamar Jackson, dude. Him and Josh Allen are coming into the team with the most uh, yards ever between um, rush yards between quarterbacks going into game, but the eye test here tells me Lamar is the MVP and that the Ravens are the best team in the NFL. Mentioned those 49ers gave them all they wanted and more last week, but the Ravens still found a way to win that game. And the Ravens, it was this one was pretty close, but they had won their previous five games by double digits, including the past three by at least 34 points, dude. That's insane. They've got the league's longest winning streak at eight games. And the rest of the league is running out of time to figure out how to slow right, down exactly. Mark Jackson. And so far, it hasn't even happened. We talked about the rush yards combined for these teams, but it's really a lot of Jackson. 977 rushing yards on the season, wow. over 80 yards a game, and he's just 63 yards behind Mike Vick's record of 1,039 rush yards in the season. So he's got four games to get it. I think it's pretty safe to say that he is going to shatter that single-season record. And... Lamar Jackson's legs are a big reason why that team is the number one rushing team in the NFL. Dude, over mm. 200 yards a game, bro. Woo. Sickness. Yeah. And they're also the league's highest scoring offense at almost 34 points a game. Oh, and by the way, dude, defense pretty stout too, giving up barely 18 points a game and less than 95 yards a game on the ground. They added Marcus Peters and Earl Thomas three to this defense and has paid mega dividends. Peters has three interceptions on the season. Two of those, he's taken to the house for yeah. scores. And they have five different players with at least one interception on that defensive team. So they're rounding into the team they want to be, and this team can make a serious postseason run, dude. They're exciting. 
No doubt about it. I think I, I was uh, late coming on to that Raven squad, but now I'm a believer. Man, they are the deal. And if nobody can figure them out, they're going to mow over the league and win that Super Bowl. But yeah. here's the other side of the equation with these Bills, dude. I kind of feel like I'm in that same boat I used to be in with the Ravens with this Bills squad. And it's where I was a couple of years ago when they made the playoffs. And I was like, eh, they're not real. Is this Bills team for real is what I'm wondering. It's a, it's a nice record you know, that they've accumulated this year. And they're going to make the playoffs in all likelihood. Offensively, they're just average overall, but they are a strong running team at, at nearly 140 yards a game. Josh Allen is part of that. Um, nothing like the the running schemes that the Ravens have put together for their quarterback. But Josh Allen, when he breaks the pocket, it, he makes stuff happens uh, and moves the change with his legs. And he's got a huge arm. Uh, so he's pl- he's played uh, pretty well, uh, you know. And as you know, he's made his way, th- you know, along here last week, a pretty strong performance though, 231 yards passing and 120 passer rating. So a really nice game. And then tack onto that 43 rushing yards and a touchdown. So when it comes down to it, he can pull it down and, and move the chains there. Um, but this team, like I mentioned, is a strong running team. And a lot of that has to do with Devin Singletary, the rookie. He's averaging 5.6 yards a carry. Oh. And I don't have to do too uh, much math to figure it out. If you carry it twice, <laughs> you're going to get a first down. Right down. So that's a pretty uh, a strong, strong running game. And you know that they're coming to run the football. You know what I mean? So this is no mystery. They're, they're lining up and they're running on you and they're, and they're getting it done. Um, so at the wide receiver, though, position, Casey, I'm sure you remember this guy, Cole Beasley. He had a heck of a game uh, on Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah, he did. Former Cowboy uh, reminding the Cowboys, that he's pretty good. Had a, a buck 10 and a touchdown last week. John Brown also uh, receiving uh, the ball for these guys. So a decent uh, group there. And, uh, you know, Josh Allen, he's just got so much potential. We'll just see if he can stay consistently, uh, you know, with the, like the quarterback rating of a buck 20 last week. That was pretty strong. Now, defensively, this is where this team really is. Run the ball and play defense, the old adage. They're third in pass yards, third in overall yards, third in points. They're giving up under 16 points a game, and they're pretty strong versus the run. Um, it is a defense to be reckoned with. It's a bunch of kind of no-name guys, but the um, rookie Ed Oliver with two sacks last week, he's making his impact. And star Lotulalei Casey, he got an interception last week. It sort of just landed in his... Yeah, it just sort of just landed in his hands there. It's almost like it was thrown right to him. But um, so uh, this defense can really get it done. And I'll tell you what, they're going to have their hands full against this Raven. Every every defense has so yeah. far. So will this defense be able to do something to slow down the Ravens' running game? I don't know. But they're a good run defense. So we'll see what we can do. Yeah, I don't know how good the Bills are. I know they kicked the shit out of the Cowboys last week. So um, that puts them in a pretty good spot. And they are fun to watch. They are. All right, Dave, here's a game that I know you're going to like that Either team loses, you're going to be okay with that. (laughs) It's Kansas City Chiefs at the New England Patriots, and the Patriots are three-point favorites at home. A little head-scratcher. (laughs) <laughs> well, yeah, um, we know, obviously, uh, Patriots at home are, you know, tough to beat. But this Kansas City team, uh, offensively, we, we you know how much I love uh, the, the Red and Patrick Mahomes. Uh, they're fourth uh, in yards overall, third in both the pass and points at nearly 29 points a game. Um, well, actually, ac- exactly 29 points a game, but they're not as good at running the football. Uh, at least they haven't been. Uh, but they do have some decent running backs with LaShawn McCord, Damian Williams, Daryl Williams, and 
Darwin Thompson actually uh, came onto the scene last week, had a pretty good impact as well. So they're still sort of working through that running game. Um, they haven't been as prolific offensively as they were last year when they were really, really lighting it up. But uh, that doesn't mean they haven't been good. Last week they destroyed the Raiders, and it didn't really require all that much. The Raiders just sort of folded up. So um, it was just a buck seventy-five and a touchdown for Mahomes, a very modest performance from his perspective. Um, but on the season, Mahomes is uh, at 20 touchdowns, two interceptions. So when you look at it that way, he's having a phenomenal season at a quarterback rating of 107.7. So playing real, real smart football. And, of course, Tyreek Hill is a dude that if you don't double-team him and you don't have a safety playing deep on him, he they're going to burn you. It's as simple as that. Uh, and you know how good Travis Kelsey is underneath uh, last week, 90 yards and five catches. Um, just, a, just a phenomenal tight end, arguably the best in the league. Defensively, they're not as good. Um, they're 25th in yards. 30th versus the run. So this is an opportunity. This is a real spot where if the Patriots want to, to, to attack something, it might be, let's see what they can do on the ground against this not-so-good defense. Um, and one of the ways to beat this Chiefs team is to run the ball uh, and, and use up a bunch of clock. But... Um, they're okay in terms of you know points given up and stuff like that. They're just not really strong uh, at defending the run. Uh, Tyron Matthew though has had a big big impact on the secondary yeah. of this team as he's come in there. He's given them um, sort of a a moxie or a savvy or whatever a veteran savvy. His instincts take him to the football. He sets guys up in position to make plays. He makes plays himself. He creates turnovers. Uh, and so Matthews. Uh, a kind of one of those X factors uh, on this defense. They don't need a lot of stops, just a couple here and there, and then their offense can get back on the field. Yeah, dude, and you flip it over to these Patriots, and it's good to have Patriot problems. They're sitting there at 10-2, <laughs> and right. two, 10 wins in 17 consecutive seasons. That's the most all-time. They've won the AFC East 10 years in a row. <laughs> They're only giving up a league-best 12 points a game. Brady's four TDs away having, from having the most passing TDs in NFL history, and the MNF sky is falling, dude. <laughs> that being said, you know the the offense is really nowhere close to where they want it to be. But until these Pats are knocked out of the postseason, I'm not going to count them out because it's still the Patriots. They might not be the most talented team out there, but 99 times out of 100, they're the best coach team, no matter who they're playing. And it's been a minute since they've actually had any competition for that AFC East crown. But the Bills are only a game back with a Week 16 rematch looming. But it's the Patriots, dude. I'm not going to believe what I see right. until they're dead and out of the playoffs. It's just, you know, it's kind of what they do. So um, a lot of scrutiny on there. If they lose this, it will be two games in a row, and you might have to start questioning, and they might actually have to go on the road for a playoff game. But um, <laughs> we'd all love to be in the dire straits that the uh, the Patriots are in, dude. No doubt about it, man. That is some funny stuff. All right, Casey, up next. It is the Seattle Seahawks on the road at our Los Angeles Rams. The Seahawks favored by two and a half on the road in this one. Yeah, dude, the Hawks coming off a huge Monday night football win over the Vikings, improving their all-time record on Monday night football yeah. to an NFL best 26 in 10. And that uh, win launched him into the lead in the NFC West. And not only that, right up to the two seed in the NFC, kind of out of nowhere, dude. If you're not paying attention, the Hawks are one of the hottest teams in the so NFL. Right now. 
Only two quarterbacks in NFL history have thrown for at least 3,000 yards and 20 touchdowns in each of the first eight seasons. One is Peyton Manning, and the other, I'm sure you know, is Dangerous yeah. Wilson. Dude, this guy is a baller. Without Lamar, dude, um, Dangerous is hands down your MVP. Almost 3,200 yards, 67% completion, 26 TDs, just four interceptions. He's got a 111 passer rating with nine different players catching a TD, and that's not counting the defensive back from the Vikings that Russ tipped that pass to on Monday night, dude. <laughs> Guys getting right. it done. And Dave, only two teams in the NFL rank in the top ten in total offense, rushing offense, passing offense, and points scored. One of those is the Dallas Cowboys, shockingly, yes. which have a 6-6 six six record. And the other is the Seattle Seahawks, right. dude. Kind of like my team, my fantasy team in the other league, second highest scoring team in the league, only five wins to show. But I digress, Dave. Let me get back on track, dude. Yeah. The Seahawks ran for 218 yards on Monday night. Yep. A season high for Chris Carson, dude. He's been solid all year, but you know what, dude? Rashad Penny is really coming, coming on. on. And you're starting to see glimpses of why they drafted this guy. Almost 400 yards on the year, but 5.7 per carry, dude. That is a lethal one-two punch, and those guys are in the backfield rooting for each other. Yeah. So run game is absolutely strong there. And obviously, Tyler Lockett is a stud at receiver, except last week when that Kukaracha got me zero points, and I ended up losing my fantasy game by five points. Let me get back on track. Sorry, Dave. I'm still a little focus, bitter. Focus, Casey. Uh, focus. No fantasy playoffs. Okay, how about DK Metcalf, dude? This guy gets better each week. And really, they're just scratching the surface on how good Josh Gordon is in this offense. They're trying to find more ways to get this guy yeah. involved in what they're doing there. And we talked earlier in the season about the LOB kind of being a thing in the past. But quietly, dude, this defense is really getting it together. Obviously, Jadavion Clowney, but the D is shaping up to be one of the league's best. The Hawks have now had three or more takeaways in three straight games and five in their last seven. They have 27 takeaways on the year. That's just behind the Pittsburgh Steelers and those New England Patriots. And their fifth in turnover differential at a plus 10, dude. Seahawks, quietly, just like I said, all of a sudden they're sitting in the two seed, man. And it looked like that's going to be a hard out. And they have a huge rematch with the 49ers in Week 17, dude. That game. Oh yeah. Sweet. But I'm stoked for this one too. Yeah. And um, you know, this game was supposed to be the uh, night game. It got flexed out of there, I believe. But uh, there's gonna be a lot of 12s in La La Land on Sunday, bro. Believe that. Oh yeah, there most certainly are. And this Los Angeles Rams team has obviously been struggling this year. They're sitting there in third place in the division, and obviously every win uh, is mandatory pretty much at this point for them to scrap their way uh, into the playoffs. Uh, but their offense this season with Sean McVay and Gurley and Goff and this uh, whole uh, you know magical offense that they had going last year it has not been the same this year at all. They're tenth in yards and uh, they are fifth in passing and twelfth in points. So it's not some disaster necessarily, uh, but they're just not as good as they were last year. In particular, the offensive line and also the running game is twenty fifth in the league, and they have uh, really good depth at running back uh, and f- uh, obviously featuring Todd Gurley as the lead back there. Um, you know, one of the highest paid backs in the NFL, and he's kind of uh, really been struggling. But 
All that being said, when you look at last week's performance, Jared Goff comes off a 424-yard game with two touchdowns and zero picks. This is a 120-plus quarterback rating. So, real nice game getting it going there. Todd Gurley also cranked last week with 115 rushing, uh, or scrimmage yards, rather. And uh, so, those are good signs as they head towards this stretch, this final quarter of the season where they need to put together a string of wins. Um, On the receiving end, Robert Woods coming off a huge game, 13 catches and 172 yards. Cooper Cup had a TD last week. Tyler Higby was our fantasy star at tight end with 107 yards and a TD as well. So, if you, if last week is any sign, they may have found uh, a little bit of a rhythm here, and it might be just in time uh, to put together a little run here that might get them into the playoffs. Uh, they sure as heck need to string together a handful of wins, yeah. and then things need to fall into place for them. On defense, they're not as good as we hoped they'd be either. Um, they're 12th in yards and 12th in points at giving up just uh, under 21 points a game. Overall, just a little bit above average defensively. Uh, and that includes, of course, having Aaron Donald, who is uh, arguably the best defensive uh, tackle, defensive lineman, uh, maybe defensive player in the entire NFL, yeah. uh, sitting there. He had a sack and a half last week, so he's coming on maybe too. He leads the team with nine and a half sacks this year. Um, they have some good linebackers in Littleton and Clay Matthews there. They swapped it all up in the in the secondary, getting rid of um, uh, Peters and Talib and bringing in Ramsey. So they switched things out there in a big way. Uh, let's see if they they can kind of put it all together here. Uh, you know, it, it's at home in Los Angeles. That's a plus. Even like you said, there's going to be a bunch of the 12s there. But at least you're not going to Seattle. And again, this is where the Rams have got to put it together and play their best game of the season. They got yeah, to do it. And Seattle just a few weeks ago on that Thursday nighter, their line was a missed field goal away from beating those Seahawks, and that was in Seattle. So, That's right. so a lot of talent left on this Rams team, man. It's going to be a, so many good games this weekend, dude. So stoked for this week, dude. So stoked indeed, man. It's going to be awesome. So many ways, Casey, for the people to check out the football dudes. We are available on spotify itunes or stitcher or deezer radio all of those you can grab a subscription don't forget uh subscribe also on our youtube channel like us on facebook follow us on twitter and please folks visit footballdudes.com for all of the action right there he's casey i'm dave we're the football dudes enjoy week 14 of the nfl folks we are out of here